listening to the Pinball Podcast. Hello, everybody. It is Sunday, October 21st. This is episode 125 Ooh. of the Pinball Podcast. Podcast? podcast <laughs> you think 125 episodes in i'd be able to pronounce that but well pod uh, and cat i mean tesla's here so technically yes okay uh thank you for the excuse um <laughs> this is jeff and with me today and always is jessica how you doing um i'm all right i'm gonna apologize to everyone for coughing in their ears because that might happen because i've been sick it's okay the uh, virus does not travel through audio channels, so you're you're good. At least not yet. Um, I was f- feeling like I didn't have a cold until we started talking, and then for some reason my nose has started plugging up, and I sneezed. So maybe it we'll does see. travel. I sympathy pains possibly. I don't know. Health update right out of the gate. We're getting it over. I with. know. Yeah. Yeah. The all the the all new look pinball podcast and we start with uh i mispronounced <laughs> it again I... <laughs> let's just start over the pinball podcast <clears throat> there we go okay i'll just go and edit that cut back um through it all so perfect um have you been buddy better Good. definitely uh you know there's ups there's downs but baseline has been raised so that's good excellent that's wonderful news how about you I've been all right. I've been real sick. Um, but And it's Portland Retro Gaming Expo weekend, so I fully missed the whole thing. Um, but my friend TJ from San Francisco um, was kind enough to come and pick up a Bell sweatshirt um, for Rachel from Bat City Arcade in Arizona. She and I did a little shirt swap, so I've got some rad new... Uh, rad new shirts from her that was very kind uh of her to to do a little swaps so she got herself a sea witch hoodie and i got myself some rad shirts so i am really really excited um to be sporting my electric bat um swag that's awesome i i i don't know where does the name electric bat come from by the way do you know is this Uh, cool because I would say it's cool. but I don't. It's really cool. I don't know the origin of it, but the logo is amazing. If you guys haven't um, haven't heard of it or seen the logo, um, it's fabulous. So, And the, the spot is in Phoenix, so I will have to get there at some point. My friend Tracy was telling me about it when we were down in California. So I'm excited to see it at some point in time, but uh, definitely go check it out. Check out the artwork. Um, I believe you can order shirts from them, which I recommend. They are real nice. Yeah. Um, and TJ uh, brought me some some other swag, including some retro gaming expo slash Stern branded M&Ms. Okay. Which is weird, but very nice. So I was trapped in the house and didn't want to give anyone my germs. <laughs> that's very polite of you not to spread that around yeah um boy i wish more people were that way because <laughs> i get sometimes you do have to go out but it feels like when some people are sick they go out of their way to touch everything and cough and sneeze <laughs> on everything and <sighs> I, I do not do that that's good that's good yeah. 
Um, before we get into our our topic, I guess we should kind of. Well, actually, have you done anything interesting lately, like pinball related? I know you've been sick, and I, I know you just mentioned that little thing there with the oh, old swag well, and stuff. But yeah, have you been it's, out? I mean, it's been it's been two weeks. So yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Um, so I went up to Seattle for Seattle Pinball League, which uh, you know is one of my favorite pinball things to do because it's home collections and games that you don't get to see very often. Um, and this month was one that I was way more excited about than uh than the usual seattle pinball league because this was at my friend james's house and james and i have very similar taste in games so his collection is primarily early solid states which just makes me giddy like just thinking about being back at his house because this was the best (laughs) time yeah Uh, that's always good (laughs) i walked in and i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh and then i turned and it was like everything else just like melted away and it was in like in one of those cheesy uh romance movies where it's like slow-mo <laughs> running towards stargazer and it was just like it's like oh yeah everything else was gone and i was like i'll be over here for the next 30 minutes thanks um and just played some stargazer and was super super happy um but he has his collection is just stunning. It's really, really beautiful. Um, I want to sco- I want a stargazer so badly. Get in line. That's, I know. That's what everyone always tells me, and I'm like, okay, where? Like, where's the beginning of the line? The actual end of the? Where do I line up? I've been for years. I'm just like, yep. And everyone's like, get in line. There should be an actual line. Yeah, lately, all of my um, pinball wish list games are in the solid state era. I mean, any of the classic Sterns, um, I'd take for sure, uh, especially Stargate. Star- I'm having it. <laughs> you, you all right there? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Did I actually lose you? No, oh, I'm here. You're back. You vanished for a minute. I probably was just struggling to talk. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, I desperately want a skate ball. That's one of my favorites. Yes, skateball's awesome. And uh, I'm done interrupting your story now. So, oh, was was there more of a story? Um, no, I didn't really have a point. I just wanted to say <laughs> I want I want that thing he has. So yeah, um, my SPL experience was weird. Like it was amazing playing in James's collection, uh, but my my buddy Rod, the Rod father who runs SPL, uh, forgot to enter me into the tournaments. <laughs> Even though I was one of the first people to like give him money and be really excited to be there, he forgot to actually put me in. So when they were calling out groups, I didn't have a group. And I was like, well, what the sh- this is not good. So I ended up having to be uh, what he called a follower. So he assigned me to a group, and then I basically followed behind them and had to play all of the games that they chose to play. Okay. <clears throat> Which is real annoying because... It's really weird. It's really weird. And in SPL, like you choose a you choose a game that you want to play. So you're put into a group of four players and the top seat <coughs> pardon me, the top seat gets to choose two games, everyone else chooses one. You play five games together. So I was made a follower in the group, <laughs> which means I don't get to choose a single game. And I was not happy about that at all. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a bummer, and 
Uh, I'm trying to picture how that would go. Because did they strategize against the fact that you were going to not have a choice? Or was it just incidental? Like they they pick what they were going to pick and then you just happen to also play it. Okay. So I'm not going to go super deep into this because I don't need to call anyone out. Uh, (laughs) But we don't do that here. There were there were some people in the group who were really nice. Um, my friend Heather, who I actually didn't, haven't got to play much pinball with, and we got to play a lot of pinball together this day, and I'm really glad about it because she's awesome. Um, so she is like, I don't know any of these games. You can have my pick. So she let me choose. And I chose Stargazer. So um, it was just like she was really nice about it. But there was one person, so the way that it works in um, in SPL is they do 7-5-3-1 scoring. And the way that it worked with me being a follower was my score was compared to their scores. And then I was assigned points based on how they did. Okay. But their scores were not at all affected but by what I was doing. So they should have just like played their games and then I go around after and record my score, and then they compare my score to that. But it doesn't impact them at all. So if I got a better score than their first place, that just gives me first place points. It doesn't take away first place points from one of them. Oh, weird. Right. Because it's not a five-person group. It's only a four-person group. So Plus what I do okay. doesn't affect them. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But there was one person in the group who made it um, a very strong point to tell everyone that if they thought that they had won, that they definitely need to keep playing to get as many points as possible to make it more difficult for me to get points. Oh, I. so you, yeah, the effect only goes one direction. That's kind of weird. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And, and then like tried to explain it to me. I'm just like, I understand it. I just don't care. Like it's I just, play SPL yeah. for fun. I'm not here for points. I'm not, you know, like that's not why I'm here. Um, I'm here to have a nice time and got kind of upset with me when I didn't care to hear them re-explain everything to me. So I was just like, I'm done. I was, I was ready to walk away at one point. It was super unpleasant. Um, I don't know. It's, it was not the enjoyable experience that I was there for. And it actually reached a point where there was a side tournament, which was pin bowling, which I super loved. Yeah, I want to do a whole pin bowling tournament. Yes. And I was excited to do pin bowling. So I was like, cool, I will step away from this unpleasant situation and I will get to do pin bowling with my friends and not have to worry about like all the bullshit that just happened. Um, and then I qualified. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and uh, Rod's like, I've never seen anyone so upset for qualifying. Yeah, you do it to yourself, though. <laughs> right? Well, it was pretty funny because uh, we had to wait for me to replay a single ball on uh, Stargazer because during my Stargazer game, this day just kept getting worse and worse. During my Stargazer game, there's a very, very talented player in Seattle who uh, was playing a game of spider-man like started their spider-man game during my ball of stargazer and the way that the games were set up he has a very like wide leaning back stance 
literally just pressed his butt up against my hand (laughs) to the machine where I couldn't move my hand off the machine unless I wanted to forcefully move his body with my hand. Okay, that's... Yeah, so my hand was pressed onto the flipper. I'm just like, I... Okay, I don't... Like, if my hand wasn't there and the game was on, he would have been activating the flipper with his ass. So I'm just like, I'm not comfortable with any... Like, I don't want to touch your butt. Like, don't want to do it. Um, Definitely can't play like this. So I just pulled it. I'm like, I can't move. So I just stopped. So thankfully they're like, okay, you get a makeup ball. And with that makeup ball, that's what put me in first place on that game. And then uh, that's what put me into qualifying. But the whole day was just really weird. Really weird. But we hung around after. Did the pin bowling. I got second place in pin bowling. That's awesome. That's also on brand. Again, second place. First place was the guy whose butt pressed against the flipper on my starcase. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Wow, that was a weird day. Thank you for taking second. <laughs> You're welcome. Yep. Uh, but pinballing is great, and I definitely want to do one of those too. Yeah, it's it's great, and I already have a pretty ambitious set of trophies planned for it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so excited to do it that I've decided to make trophies, and then later see if anybody's actually interested in doing it. But I don't <laughs> care. I'm interested. Um, I'm hosting a tournament. Uh, next month and because of your uh, <laughs> sorry. Whoa, baby. It's sorry. Okay. sorry it's a very, very attractive cough don't worry about it sorry um because of your pinball at the lake experience we're gonna do target match play because that sounded like fun sweet yeah. yeah it was so good so that is coming up next month though so I'll, we'll have another show before that point but, love it carl apologized um, for tricking me with the lake thing but that's Uh, that's okay uh it's it's reminded me of one of my favorite scenes from the simpsons uh do you remember the whole dinosaur island thing yes monster island right where lisa gets connected that's what it was right exiled to monster island right okay it's just saying that's kind of the thought i had but it's always nice to think of good simpsons moments Anyway, I'm not yeah. calling it um, lake or anything like that. It's actually space balls, and it's going to be space themed. So, oh, yeah, should be fun. The Shats awakens though, not the shorts. Mm. In honor of Neil, <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's You're something. punning the puns. <laughs> it should be fun. But um, did you have anything else going on before I talk about my goings on? Um, I had my Bells and Chimes potluck tournament. Oh, I um, saw that. Yep, between Shippehoy and Seabar. Super fun. It was vaguely spooky themed food items that people brought. So that was, it was a good time. It was nice. It was a good, uh, good turnout. Lots of good games. Foods like goulash. Ha ha ha. I actually, I made um, sweet Scarrets. salty. Nope. Uh, red velvet truffle cookie dough. Thanks. That sounds amazing, and I'm not allowed to eat that. But right, yeah, yeah. I had the one, and that's like my sugar for the year. Um, 
but they look like little monster eyeballs or alien eyeballs. My friend also thinks alien boob. She thought it looked like an alien boob. It might have. We don't know what those look like. So Right. So it could Her, be. You never yeah. know. Could be. But that was really fun. Um, and next month we're going to hold it at Wedgehead, which is rad. Um, yeah. And then coming up on on Halloween... Um, my friend Nate and I are hosting a tournament at High Score Arcade here in town. It's a Satan's Sinful Pinball Tournament of Death. That sounds very serious. Super serious. <laughs> um, the poster for it is amazing if you haven't seen it. I did, uh, actually. Yeah, there's a local artist who did uh, like a trick-or-treat version of Centaur, and it's so good. So, yeah, excited for that. I'm flying in? Yeah, you should be. Okay. Yeah, don't, there's no question mark at the end of that. Just say it with exclamation, you're flying in. I'm flying in for that. But no, I can't fly. I got to drive because I got to bring Evil Knievel up. Yeah, you do. So. You heard um, it here, folks. <laughs> Jeff is driving my Evil Knievel to my house. Uh, and it's going to play in my Halloween tournament. Yep, I just 100% committed to that. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, my kids wouldn't be upset, you know, missing the whole <laughs> Halloween thing or anything. But, I mean, what right they, now. What are they dressing up as? What are you dressing up as? I don't know about me. Um, I know my six-year-old is going to be Spider-Man because every six-year-old is. Okay. And my nine-year-old, I don't know. He, he says he kind of wants to just be like in the orange prison jumpsuit. And he's not sure if he wants it to just be a prisoner or like a zombie outbreak. Pri- I don't know. Who knows? And, and it'll probably change if I ask him tomorrow. But So he's, he's been kinda, listening to a lot of ear hustle. I don't know where he got the idea, actually. <laughs> I, I it, it was really random to me. I, I was kind of surprised. But And then the seven-month-old, I think we might have a baby Batman suit or something. I don't know. There you go. So, oh yeah, you can dress it up as whatever you want. Yes, he yeah. he will be what I tell him to be. So, right? Do you do dog costumes? No, but Ridley is tolerant of stuff. Like the kids, a lot, like every once in a while, will like tie the master sword to him and call him Link. Um, <laughs> so we could do that. Good. But yeah, he's chill enough that we could do stuff to him. It'd be kind of fun. I like it. Maybe I'll make him not tolerant. No, most cats do not enjoy that. So yeah, that's all right. But that sounds like it's going to be a fun tournament. Um, I wish you could actually be going to it. Oh, I know I'm lame. Um, what have you been up to? I've done a little pinball actually. So. The other night, uh, for the first time, actually, I was able to go to one of the newer local barcades. It's called Quarters. And we have a selfie league that's running right now. And four of the qualifying games are at Quarters and four at at another location. So I finally got in there to play and knocked out three of the four games. um, Ghostbusters, Swords of Fury, and Iron Maiden. Um, I couldn't get on the fourth one, which is total nuclear annihilation because it was very popular that night and there was just a big crowd and they were just cycling through it, um, which was great to see. Yeah. They were having a good time. They all 
there's a shelf behind it. So they had their drinks and they were, you know, going, going through and they were loud and happy. So I didn't get a game in on that. Um, I have mine at home. Unfortunately, I can't submit scores for that for the league. So I'll have <laughs> to drop back in um, and get some scores down. But it was nice to get out, play on location a little bit. Um, I think that's the only location play I did over the last two weeks. Um, played a little bit at home and that's fun. And yesterday, um, I'm not sure why, but my nine-year-old got the itch and we played some Wizard of Oz together for a little bit. And uh, he he's getting pretty decent at pinball. So I'll have to keep encouraging that. Yeah, what's look your, out. Uh, what's your home progress on Total Annihilation like? How many reactors have you gotten to? Um, I've got through six. Nice. And I probably could have done more if I just have been playing more. It's been bonkers crazy with a bunch of other stuff with work and um, obviously my other issues and the baby. But uh, yeah, not too bad, I would say, um, for the amount I've been able to play. But that game hasn't lost its shine at all with me yet. So I love it. Yay. Yeah. Um, and then I think that's about it. I spent a lot of time getting really nice messages from people reaching out. And um, that was great to see the support. Um, and they've been happening pretty much nonstop since publishing, oh. even one today um, coming through. So for everybody who said something, um, we appreciate it. That was nice. Um, we're not going anywhere. So. so we here. Yeah, but thanks uh, to everyone. I think, uh, you know, that people reaching out has been uh, not an easy thing for some people to do. So definitely, yeah. definitely appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it was nice to see a... Um, such a positive reaction to that. So, um, yeah, so everything else is just upcoming stuff. So the next show I'll have more to share, um, including an event this Saturday. And I really, really need to do well because I'm in danger of missing the cut for the SCS this year. And I do want to play in that. I am the rep. And while it might be nice to not have to worry about playing while running the event, it, would sure be nice to make it um, and, and, you know, have an opportunity to play for that trophy. So let's hope I don't bomb out hard on Saturday. I mean, you could, you could just do the podcast thing and get second place. I would love to get second place and no trophy. That'd be great. So, <laughs> um, well then I know we're not um, super focused on news these days, but I mean, Expo's happening now, so I we can mention a few of the things. Um, <laughs> for those that didn't know, Pinball Expo. Um, yeah, so there were a few announcements, a few unveilings. Um, I don't know, maybe less info came out than I think a lot of people thought, but we got our first official full look at Monster Bash Remake, Oktoberfest. Um, and those were cool to see. And then there's been seminars galore with a lot of information there. I don't want to go into like recap mode because, yeah. um, you can just actually go and listen to those seminars and, and see what they said. So Could you give me like deep root cliff notes, like what actually 
boil it down to like a little bit of information. So I honestly, the deeper stuff I have not gone and read. I heard okay. it wasn't the smoothest, best um, presentation, but that's okay, I guess, because they were really aiming for Texas Pinball Festival in the spring to kind of make their big splash. Um, but they did get out there and they did say some things. So I will, you know, pour over that. Um, but I don't know. It's, it, it, it was interesting cause it was like, uh, super hyped this year. Um, and, and last year was last, no, it was two years ago that the Batman 66 and dialed in thing happened. Um, that one was really hyped as well, knowing that we had some unveilings, but, um, people were assuming, uh, that we'd have possibility of the next JJP title announced. We'd have obviously Oktoberfest, which did happen. Monster Bash remake, which did happen. Um, we thought we'd see Stern's Beatles, and that hasn't happened. But it it was still full of like a lot of cool stuff. And from what I understand, Tim Arnold's um, seminar about the relocating of the uh, pinball hall of fame is really interesting. So maybe look at that. Um, that's a little on the outside of um, the news about new games, uh, which is yeah. one of those interesting things to check out. But I, I did I think... tune in a little bit to the Oktoberfest stream <laughs> that Jack was doing and I had to tune out super promptly. The sounds, I really hope are placeholder sounds because the music and like the I don't know if that's glass breaking or like what that sound is, but it was just awful. I'm guessing it's supposed to be the sound of a dropped like beer uh, glass or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Don't they use metal steins at Oktoberfest? (laughs) Well, they put it in a glass boot. That's right. So maybe that's (laughs) the sound of that breaking. Maybe they use that. I don't know. Um, I, I think I, I told I did tell you this that I was super disappointed that Oktoberfest uh, did turn out to be like Tommy predicted, kind of St. Pauli girl esque, and not um, a sausage party answer to Whoa Nelly. <laughs> yeah, uh, because I was expecting some big brats on that playfield did not happen. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh man, I could not imagine what the reaction like. <laughs> on pin Saturday, that happened. It was just big brats all over the place. Oh, and also when I tuned into the stream, it was just like a bunch of dudes standing around. And I'm like, well, there we go. It, it's kind of a sausage party, but not an actual sausage. Not party. annoying. Um, as far as the way the game looks, it looks like a blast to play. People who played it said it shoots very, very well, and that's good to hear because that playfield is mega packed. It kind of gives me. I don't know. I can't really tell what it reminds me of at all. It's it's quite unique. Um, I guess I probably first chance I'll see it will be Texas Pinball Festival, and uh, that's a, that's a ways off. But yeah, we'll uh, report whenever that happens. Yeah, for me, generally a theme won't make or break a game. Um, right. But I don't have any interest as far as the theme goes. I'm excited to give it a play that's great uh but yes they got to do something about that sound because as someone who's been diagnosed with misophonia i could tell there are triggers all over in this thing <laughs> so um yeah and then monster bash remake that showed well um people were really excited about how that turned out 
and it sounds like with the other like with the other remakes they nailed it and uh the art on the the new display looks really really good and you know people like monster bash so it's held up well over the years and surprise they killed it with the price point for the standard it's only six thousand dollars now that's a little bit more than say like a stern pro but um you know they're not doing it on the same scale as far as numbers produced and um most newer games that come out from anybody but stern are more expensive than that so well and let's be fair i would rather play monster bash than most like recent stern release titles yeah yes iron maiden probably being the exception yeah and I think that uh, at six thousand dollars, they're going to sell plenty of them. Um, obviously, the price goes up as the edition uh, goes up, and I think the LE is limited to one thousand two hundred and fifty. It's kind of a strange number, it's a very specific number. It's a large number for LE, but it's big enough that anybody who wants that should be able to get it um, without having to like rush in on day one. But um, it's 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 going to be out there. People can buy it. Um, it seems like. By and large, the owners of Attack from Mars Remake and Medieval Madness Remake have been happy. Um, slight art color variations aside, but uh, it seems like they got something good going there. So I don't know if anything else jumped out at you from Expo or not. Um, it seems like the vibe was a lot better, just a lot more positive overall than it has been in recent years. Um, yeah, I feel like I heard more positives this year than I did last year. Yeah. That's nice because Expo's kind of it's like the original show, and it was definitely a dying show. And if not for all of the um, manufacturing happening so close, it probably wouldn't have survived um, as long as it had. But to see it on the upswing is a good thing, and um, I'm I feel like I missed out by not going. But um, if it keeps continuing to improve again, then uh, I'll definitely look to go you know, in future years. Nice. And this weekend was also, um, in New Zealand was the Southern hemisphere pinball championships. Yes. Um, that Dave Peck wrote Dave was running and I was really hoping that I could be there. Um, but was not able to actually go. It looked amazing. Um, 70 players, I believe in the main tournament. Um, his, his game collection is just insane, and I've said this before, but if uh, any of our listeners are looking into going to New Zealand, I highly, highly recommend um, going in March, go to Pincade, or um, you know if you're looking to go kind of around this time of year in October, then definitely check out if he does the Southern Hemisphere ch- uh, Champs again. But his his collection is stunning. It's like 120 machines, and they're all in just gorgeous, gorgeous shapes. So um, congrats to everyone who participated in that, and I really wish I could have been there. But, uh, yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, that um, is an event that I would absolutely love to go to. That or, obviously, Pincadia. So it's on the bucket <laughs> list. Sweet. Both of them. Um. I didn't see who won. Did did we have the results? Um, Brett Goodwin won. Okay. The with the overall, um, I think he also won. There was two competitions. 
And I think he got both of them. <coughs> Sorry for my coughing. It's all right. That, that's okay. You can cough. It's gonna, it'll, it'll be okay. <laughs> um, um, yeah. yeah, he got he got both trophies. I don't know if one was like a if one was a classics. So, Southern Hemisphere Pinball Championship and the Knockout Tournament. He won both of those. Wow! So, killer job. Yeah, that's imp- that's impressive. Um, and then I believe Danny won the. The bells and chimes competition. There, she's good at pinball. (coughs) It's almost like she grew up having um, every single pinball machine imaginable at home, and like she absorbs um, countless amounts of information, like nobody's business. I know she's smart, and that's a challenge for me. The smart stuff. Um, um, she was also wearing her Bells and Chimes Portland t-shirt. Oh, way to represent. Wearing. So, yes. Yes. Yes, Danny. Yes. Oh, well, of course she won wearing that thing. So. Uh, right? right. She's just she's a beast. She's so, so good. Yeah. I watched her play at Texas Pinball Festival last year uh, when she won the women's tournament. And, yeah, she was a monster. Uh, the good kind of monster, not like, you know, you know. Anyway, well, should yes, we I'm familiar. should we awkwardly transition into our topic? Today? We don't know any other way to transition, so yes. Yeah. Let's. Okay. Uh, so this is uh, a return of sorts of the old featured five. Um, basically, for those that aren't familiar, we pick a topic and we loosely define how we're going to talk about it. I pick five games that fit that topic. Jessica picks five games and we explain why we picked those five. This isn't a top five. This isn't a, um, only the groundbreakers of this topic. This is just five games that we want to talk about with this. And, um, the topic for this one was, uh, the act of plunging the ball, putting the ball into play. Um, and you can discuss any aspect of it. So we'll just alternate one pick back and forth and you go ahead and start. Uh, what's the first game you want to talk about? Oh, okay. Um, so I didn't put these in any kind of order. No, there is no order. But, so. uh, I'm going to start with fireball. Oh, cool. All right. Because the plunge on fireball is, um, it's kind of the way that, if anyone's heard Eddie Izzard's bit about um, the taps in the shower going between hot and cold, yes. how it's one nanomillimeter between fantastically hot and fucking freezing. Um, that is the plunge on fireball. Yeah. So like a little bit like too little and you miss everything and a little bit too much and you overshoot everything yeah so it's the most delicate of plunges i think i have ever seen on a pinball machine but it's so right when you get it right <coughs> when you get that plunge perfect it feels so good it's very exciting yeah i almost picked this game and four mil or four million bc for the same reason but i didn't so this was not on my list uh but yeah super accurate plunge needed and it's one of those things that if it's your first time playing that specific machine, it's going to take a few tries to 
to get that dialed in. So, um, good pick and way to kick it off. And uh, I'll go ahead and do you need to take a break real quick? Are you okay? Yep. Yep. Taking a break. Okay. You, you talk for a long time about whatever your next game is. Oh boy. Okay. Not a really long time. I just, I'm very sneezy right now. Okay. And I don't want to blow anyone's eardrums out. No, that's very considerate. Okay, go. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> sounds like Jessica fell down when she left. Um, okay, so I will go ahead and do my first one. And it's going to be really weird because she's not answering me back. So I'll just go ahead and explain it. Uh, this is a very controversial game, and it seems to be those who own it love it. Those who don't say they would never own it. And it's a recent game, and it's a game I used to own. I sold it, and I actually do miss it quite a bit, um, waiting for them to finish the code on it. But the game I'm starting my list off with is Ghostbusters. And did you make it back, Jess? I'm back. Did you hear I, I heard Ghostbusters. Yes. I already explained it's a love it, hate it game. And the reason I picked this one, though, is the selectable skill shot. Um, a lot of games have had these, you know, select which rollover you're going to aim for. And this one has the two sections of the play field. You can play for rollovers. You can play for the first shot you have to hit after plunge. Um, I like that. I know it's exploitable, but I like the concept a lot. And... Um, I liked that it was a shortcut to progression. So you could jump straight into a mode if you did it or straight into a video mode or whatever, but um, just kind of thought it was well integrated. So first game I picked was Ghostbusters. Nice. Yeah. Um, so when we were, <laughs> when you told me plunge, I was like, okay, there's a lot of different ways that I could go with this. So I also just chose some that I thought were really unusual or like things that you don't typically see Yeah. Um, in like a standard plunge. So my second game that I wrote down was Popeye. Okay. Because you, you plunge into that little spinning disc with all the little holes in it. Right, right. And I haven't seen... Is there one like that that I'm just not thinking of? Another game that has a start like that where you're just plunging into this little almost roulette wheel looking thing to determine what your skill shot is. You know, I off the top of my head, I can't think of it. Um, <clears throat> there may be, but either way, it's something that when you... No, I, I can't think of anything that's quite like that. Um, but that that's perfect for this topic because it's just one of those things that when you go and you do it, even if it's... Uh, like if it's the first time you're like, whoa, what's going on? And it kind of, you stop for a second, you see what's happening. And, um, it's definitely a different experience to plunge that way. So, yeah. That's... So you chose that one for weirdness. There's a lot of stuff on that game that I would choose for weirdness. <laughs> yes. I actually like that game. A bunch of people don't like that game, but I enjoy it for some reason. That's okay. I like the weird games. It's not bad to like things and it has a Jeep. <laughs> it does oh we've gone through that thoroughly okay yep uh okay well my next one um this the plunge itself isn't very weird but the way in which you approach it uh is very different based on um if you're playing just kind of for fun like on location or something or if you're competing and uh this game you you definitely are going to alter what you do if you're in competition so it's twilight zone 
everybody's familiar with it. So the, the skill shot on this one is to plunge, but not plunge too hard. The closer you can get to the scoop, the higher your scores and reward are going to be. Um, and then it falls down on the rocket and it kicks over to the pops. So if you're playing alone, sure, you want to try and maximize that, um, drop it into the rocket and have it kick over. The problem is, is if you're competing, I swear, it, if you're playing alone, there's about a 10% chance you're going to lose your ball from the pops to the outline. But if you're competing, it's about a 90% <laughs> chance. So, so if you're competing, you just plunge that sucker hard. You don't care about the skill shot at all. Um, let it kick out of the slot machine, trap it, and start your game. So uh, that's Unless one of the... Unless you're like 10 million points away right, from right. winning. And you're the last player, yeah. then sure, take the... It, it better be 10 million because if it's like 12 million, <laughs> it's going in the pops and it's going... Well, right. your bonus would get you, but yeah, <clears throat> I know. So Twilight Zone, um, you plunge hard, it's safe. You play that skill shot, you're clenched. That's all I can so that that's another one. Okay, that's that's a good one. Um, so my next game is Tales of the Arabian Nights. Yes, I almost picked that and I didn't, but very good, <laughs> very good plunge. Um, TZ was my backup choice, by the way. So okay. I, I had made a list of six, so you covered the one. Um, Arabian Nights is a super fun plunge because you are trying to hit one of those charmed snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you need to get it into one of those three um, three different holes that have a little switch that you go through. Um, and I just, I think it's such an interesting mechanical thing. Like it's cool to look at. It's cool to have the integration between the DMD animation and what's happening with your, with your skill shot physically. So I, I really yeah. like that as a, as a plunge and depending on how the game is set up, that can be a really tricky one to get. Yeah. When it's like a really stiff spring that, <clears throat> that the tiniest amount of variation, it, it, yeah, it, it can be tough, but you're right. It's, it's great because before you've even flipped the ball, you're already well integrated to the theme. Uh, it's a really good intro to what's happening. So that's, that's a good one. Definitely. All right. My next one, um, it's another, I guess, I, this game isn't new anymore, but, <coughs> but it's a more recent one than the, anything else on my list, um, is Stern Spider-Man. The reason I picked this one is there's two ways to go about the skill shop. There's the classic hard plunge, um, and then move the rollover and, and get your skill there. And that's your that's your safest, most guaranteed it it's really hard not to make the skill shot if you just plunge hard um but you can short plunge so that it doesn't go up to the pops and that it falls to the upper left upper right flipper and if you make that cross ramp shot you get a bigger skill shot bonus and on ball three uh it's a double bonus if you take the upper but it's a triple bonus if you um take the uh riskier way the harder way so i really like that um especially because in that era, almost every skill shot was just plunge and move the rollover. And this one deviated a bit from that. So nice. I also like when you plunge on Spider-Man and then you hit your first switch and it goes down. I know the sounds are so good, but (laughs) that, that gets me every time. So the dead, I love it. Yep. If I'm having a really bad game, every time I go up, at least I know I'm going to hear that uh, when I and, start playing. And in your head, you say Spider-Man. 
I do. Yeah. I don't just I don't just say it in my head either. <laughs> like it is an out loud a singing situation. Yeah, and um, it's like the ACDC one when you get that, and it does that. I don't know what that sound is when you get the skill shot, but it's uh, it's kind of like an electric sound. They haven't used it in any other games, but it, I love it. I love that sound. So. Okay. Side note. Um, so there was a house ball in down in Australia in Brisbane and my friend Ant in the Brisbane mafia sent me a little video tour because uh, I, I sent him and our friend Grant, I sent them a video from the SPL with all the solid states because I'm helping them get some solid state games. And then uh, he sent me the video tour of the collection that they were playing in for house ball, which was literally all brand new DMDs. No. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, <coughs> like a little different. Sorry for the coughing. Oh God. It's okay. Um, and I watched the video twice and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, are those two ACDCs? Like, does he have two ACDC machines? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, why? They're like, he really likes Akadaka. And I'm like, uh, what? Why would you have two? <laughs> was one a pro and one a premium? Or... <laughs> oh my God. Can't make myself laugh. Gonna die. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Nobody told him he could just play it twice. So. <laughs> Right, I'm so so confused. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay, I digress. I take two so, stargazers. I don't care. Right? Oh my gosh, one for the bedroom and one for other people to play. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, my next plunge machine that I chose um, is Frankenstein. Okay. Because you've got the little, like, you throw the electrical switch right. to actually plunge your ball. So the, the plunging mechanism is interesting. It's also interesting how you need to be right on top of that when your turn starts up. Because that's the only time that the pattern is predictable for your skill shot. So when you first, like, when it switches between players... Uh-huh. It moves up the scale of skill shot point value in a predictable fashion. But if you miss that first sweep, then it goes total, totally random. So your chance of actually hitting the high value skill shot decrease exponentially if you are not on the game when your turn starts. That's kind of cool, though. Um, I like the uh, progressive reward of making skill shots um like i know some games they just get harder <clears throat> the first skill shot the second skill shot's a little tougher but um that's kind of a cool way of handling that yeah so that's a good one yeah. um speaking of you know plunging mechanisms you know you've got like mm-hmm. the gun on indiana jones or jurassic park um dirty harry dirty harry Oh, I can't tell you how many times I've turned and just whacked myself right in the berries on those things, man. Because <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have found that that funny. It's okay. At one point, I had both Jurassic Park and Indiana Jones. <laughs> they were spaced far apart enough that I could just... Uh, you're just so used to being able to walk right in front of a pinball machine and dark room and mixed with being an idiot happened man it happened oh my gosh uh, the indiana jones machine at disneyland is not currently there oh no yeah i had a very very quick visit like very quick visit after my pinball at the lake experience and of course like went to go find it right away 
not there, so I'm hoping it's just getting fixed because that's that awesome. Um, yes, the custom cab redo- redone cabinet that's all wooden and and beautiful and looks like one of those crates. I also don't know who takes care of that machine. If anybody knows, because it's been there for ages, but yeah, uh, hopefully it is coming back. So yeah, when I played it um, last time I was there, the lady in the gift shop. It was weird. She was taking <clears throat> pictures of me playing, but um, she said they actually have two of them, and I don't know if she knows what she's what? talking about. But she said they do send them uh, to get fixed regularly. So I, I don't know if someone comes and picks it up, or if they actually take it out and drop it off somewhere. But they do make sure that it stays in good working order. So it's probably hmm. getting shopped out. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, bring it back. Right. My next one is, um, I was worried this one would be on yours because it's so strange, but it's spring break. And (laughs) this one I put because you have no control over the plunge. And not only that, it's instant multi-ball to start. And it's weird. And the first time you play one, you think something's wrong, Um, like a bad trough switch or something. But no, it's just how the game is. You press start and it auto plunges into multi-ball. It's weird. Um, I don't have much more to say about the game than that, but <laughs> that happens. <coughs> um, so while we've been talking, I've written down a few more that I just like made me think of that, but, um, yeah. And I don't know which one I'm going to pick. Oh no. Well, um, but spring break is weird. It is. It's like going nuts. So Those the yeah. same thing too. Um, well, actually I have three beyond the five. I, I always cheat the five, so don't worry about it. Okay. All right. All right. So we're cheating the five. Okay. That's fine. Um, okay. So I included Iron Maiden because yes, with all of the secret skill shots, which I love so much. Thank you, Keith. Um, there are so many different plunges to try and find on this game. Um, and of course the, the Congo plunge, as we'll call it, like into the outlane being so rewarding. I, I love that as like a nod to weird skill shots past um, is awesome. And then just like discovering all these different ones because there are so many of them that you do something. And you're like, how did I get this point? <laughs> yeah. And just like backtracking to, aha, that was that plunge that I did that I didn't expect to do. Yeah. And I, I had that one on my list and pulled it hoping that you'd have it. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my next one uh, is very anticlimactic now because it is Congo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But uh, just for those that don't know, or they may only know it from Iron Maiden, the um, super skill shot there is plunging to where the ball shoots into play, goes straight across the play field, and goes straight down the left out lane. So you plunge to drain. Don't center drain. You plunge to drain out the left out lane. You do that. That's the super skill. You get to plunge again afterwards. So, um, Although you could plunge to center drain and get the ball back because it's a it play field validation. That's right. Yep. But no, but no skill, skill shot. Um, yeah. So yeah. And then obviously, as you mentioned, Keith Elwin put that into Iron Maiden, and it's great. So it's just crazy. It's not something that you would think to do. Like I am going to plunge to drain. And so that was pretty cool when they did that. Um, Totally. That's the initial five, right? It's all five. 
Yes. Okay, so let's talk about our little also honorable mention ones. So, what what's another one okay. you wanted to talk about? Um. So I have Judge Dread. Okay. On my list because you're plunging with like another button. So you have your flippers. There's no actual like plunger. You have these big square buttons on the side of Judge Dread, yeah. and on one side of the machine, it moves your modes, and on the other side of the machine, the big button actually plunges the ball. Now, I can't tell you how many times I've mixed these up. Yeah, yeah me too. And <laughs> accidentally plunged my ball while going to select a mode. Um, and it should be really easy for me to remember which one's which, but I forget it a lot. And then you're always like, you have that moment of scrambling of like, oh, no. oh crap, now I need to get back to flippers because I wasn't expecting to play right now. Um, but yeah, that one always, it always trips me up. So I feel like it deserved a mention in there. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good one. Um, one of my first ones of the almost featured uh, would be Rob Zombie. <clears throat> And the reason oh, yeah. I mentioned this one is because the skill shot's crazy. It's a multiple target skill shot. You have to shoot it into um, a slingshot in the way that it hits another slingshot into which it goes and hits a third slingshot. It's really hard to do, but when it, you do it, it's great. Um, but it's a multiple target uh, plunge with a single thing. It's it, There's a lot of skill shots that you, you plunge and then you have to shoot a target. But this one all happens on the plunge, so it's kind of crazy. Uh, that was worth mentioning. I've hit it once. Yeah, and you probably jumped in and only once. a little bit. But. I didn't realize that it actually oh. happened because I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh, it actually did the thing. Yeah. yeah so, so, yeah. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that because my next one is also a spooky title is America's Most Haunted. Mm-hmm. I will stand at that game. And work on that plunge <laughs> longer than any other game. <laughs> um, we played um, at the Pinball Grotto, Dr. John's Pinball Grotto on the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. We were playing a critical hit tournament. And my group was um, blackout the scores. Oh, yeah. So the DMD was covered. And we were playing AMH. So I knew that the basement was going to get like good points on it so i was like i need to get the basement so i was literally like laying across the glass listening like with my head close to the speakers so i could hear it over everyone else's game to know when the ghost was in the basement um and then just slow finding that plunge like just because it's the it's the lightest of the plungers that you can make will drop it into the basement if you overshoot it even slightly you're in the orbs like you're done yeah yeah, and that one does build in value, so it's important to get it going from the start. Um, but yeah, that's a that is another one where it's like just dialing in that very specific plunge is important. Well, that leads perfectly into what my next one is, and it's whitewater, which is the same thing, mm. which you might plunge yep. twenty times to get the ball to go <laughs> over, and nobody's bothered by yep. it because everybody does that. Um, yeah, but I, I like it because yeah, it's you have to have a pretty. It's you know, there's a little bit of play in in the range of how hard you need to plunge, but you have to have a 
pretty solid plunge. Um, yeah, because there's that hump that it has to yes. get over. And then a little too hard, you lose it. But it's cool yeah. because it plays into getting points for skill shot, but it also can speed your progression up um, in the game. And I think that's cool, too. I mentioned that with Ghostbusters, but uh, it, you can uh, get the uh, whole effect. It, it's pretty fun on ball one, getting the insanity falls off the plunge. It's just it's just cool. It's a really cool way to put the ball in play. It sets the tone. I, re- I really need to play more Whitewater. I wish there was more of them in town, but I, um, I do love that game. Yeah. Do you have any others? Um, yes. My last, I'm, I'm going to tie them in together as like a group. No way. My um, last ones of, are two. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, of games where the directionality on the plunge is really interesting. So games like Skateball and Laser Q, where you plunge and it cuts diagonally across the playfield and then goes around and then comes up into the top, uh-huh. um, where it's just like a really interesting trajectory for the plunge which is similar to iron maiden so i guess i could kind of be grouped in um in the same category but where it's not your typical okay you're going to plunge up top and have it drop through some lanes right. um where it actually cuts across the play field to start i think is a really interesting way to dive into the into the game um the first time i saw a game that actually played like that i was so confused like my head was like wait I expected this to go a totally different way than this just went. Um, but I think that it's really fun to shake things up that way. Yeah. Uh, my last mention is pretty similar, and it's more just for the visual striking element of it. Um, and it was just <clears throat> kind of the same thing for both these games. So NASCAR and Hurricane, you you launch it, and the ball does a big loop around. Um, and the first time you see that, it's crazy because – like you just said, you're used to the ball going up to the top of the play field, maybe going through a lane, bouncing around, and then coming down to play. Where these plunges, the ball does like a full orbit, and it's down by your flippers, and it's just crazy to see. Obviously, that novelty wears off, but it's really cool um, the first few times you play you know, something like NASCAR or Hurricane um, and see that. So they're fun to uh, see that. I was hoping you'd say NASCAR because, man, that's a weird, 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 <laughs> weird thing. It is. <laughs> so there are plenty of other unique and crazy plunges out there. Yes, <clears throat> but these are the ones we picked. So deal with it. <laughs> or tell us your favorite ones instead of just dealing with it. Like if you love the super skill shot on Attack from Mars and how you can skip a whole ladder towards, you know, progression. So. Whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, very fun. Thank you for playing that with me. <laughs> You're welcome. We'll do more of those. Thanks. And we used to take suggestions for the featured five. And I guess we'll start that again. If you have something you'd like to hear. Um, we also got a suggestion for a show topic from, from Joe. And I think this is going to be cool. So I want Rather than just jumping into it, I thought we'd throw it out there. And if people have uh, their suggestions, just email it at pinballpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can mention on the Facebook page. But we're looking for things that uh, you feel are a good addition to a game room that are not games themselves. So whatever it might be. It could be some special 
trinket that people can mess around with between their games, or it could be decoration of some sort. It could be signs of some kind, whatever it is that's not related to the games themselves that you think is a good addition uh, to a game room, either to your own personal one that you think makes the difference in yours, or you think it's something that other people should definitely have. Um, so we'd like to hear that. And you have one in mind, and I, ex- I, do. I don't know what it is, and I'm excited to no, but I guess I have to wait. Uh, you have to wait. Okay. I'm not sharing it. It's fully unrelated to pinball, but man, it's it's um, it's something when I first saw it in someone's game room, I was like, this is a genius thing. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. Um, and for a lot of people who have like constrained space, sometimes those little extras make a big difference in how they enjoy their game room so um yeah yeah let's hear it well jessica yes jeffrey i don't know if i have anything else to talk about do you (laughs) no i I think that we we covered things but not too many things look at us coming in in an hour pretty much on the dot um that's pretty fancy especially when you edit out all my coughing sorry everybody i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna turn it up so everyone's mad at you oh, for no. that sound as they were about me playing the didgeridoo. So oh God. please go turn it down. I beg of you. <laughs> um, if you want to reach out to us, as I mentioned, pinballpodcast at gmail.com. Um, there's our or on Facebook, Facebook page. Yes. Facebook.com slash pinball podcast or the pinball podcast.com. Um, that's it. Add us. Do All it. Right. We'll talk again <laughs> possibly in two weeks, right? Two weeks. Yeah, we're back on a schedule. I know. It's crazy. So fancy. All right, then, everybody. Thanks for listening. All right. Have a good night, you Jeff. Too. Bye. Bye.